Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Nerd Party. Scully? Yes? Marry me. I love you and I like you. I love you and I like you. I love that woman. I love her more than sharks love blood. I love you. You do Hello, I'm Tristan Riddell. And I'm the girl. And this is Nerd Nuptial episode 107. If this is your first time listening, we are a married couple that look at life through a nerd lens. How are you doing tonight? Well, we're getting over like a week-long cold week long that's why that's why we missed last week yeah it sucks (laughs) it's absolutely horrible i don't think we realized until this point that you're not allowed to be sick as a parent it's true yes again if this is your first time listening we have a little girl named ripley 19 months just turned 19 months yes and she did not give us a break she did not let up she did not say hey mom dad you're sick you know what (laughs) i'm just gonna go play in the corner by myself and not cause any problems exactly like those days of you know Going and being sick in bed that those don't don't exist anymore. <laughs> no, I there was um I took off a couple of days from work because I think I got the worst of it. Yes, you did. And and then you gave it to me. And then I gave it to you. And, and I, I was, gave it to her. I had it the longest, and I was trying to uh, lay in bed and watch Disenchantment, the new Matt Groening show, the guy who made The Simpsons and Futurama right. and everything like that. And I just I felt even though I was super sick and I wouldn't have been home anyway because I should have been at work. I couldn't just sit in the back room and watch TV and recuperate because I felt guilty for leaving you alone with the kid. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I would have been there anyway. So <laughs> I know. I should have really just swallowed my guilt and watched my cartoons. <laughs> Speaking of which, actually, we're uh, today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, TV mm-hmm. and whatever else comes to our head. Kind of just kind of like free form. I mean, yeah. like the biggest thing that we're probably going to be talking about is season two of Ozark, the Netflix original starring Jason yes. Bateman and Laura Lenny. And uh, we gave uh, Jack Ryan a shot. We watched the pilot episode of Jack Ryan starring John Krasinski. They've been really pushing that hard on Amazon Prime. Yes. I mean, promoting the crap out of that. Um, and we watched a little bit of Disenchantment. Yes. And yeah, just, you know, things like well, that just popping up there. here and there. Yeah. Um, but it's been, uh, I guess let's just go ahead and start with Ozark then. Let's yeah, Let's just go not? right into it. Because uh, that's we, what we've been watching. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if we need to do any spoilers. First of all, you should have watched the first season before you watch season two. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I don't, I think we can, I think we can give a spoiler free discussion. I think so. On, on this one. Yeah, because not everybody, I mean, we watched it. It just came out. I was going to say it's very fast. And yeah. we were, um, we were able to, uh, surprisingly with a child, we were able to finish, start and finish season two of Ozark. I feel like 10 episodes that's a little easier than even 13. It is. It is. Right? And that's actually, we, um, we're we releasing this a little bit late. Yes. Because this is coming out Monday night instead of early Monday morning because we wanted to give that time to right. finish Ozark Season 2. <laughs> and um, we are probably going to spoil a few things for Season 1 here and there. But really, this is just kind of a general discussion of what we liked and if we think you should give it a try. Yeah. So what were you hoping out of season two before you even saw the first episode? Well, I guess for season two, I was just hoping kind of the same intrigue of the first season, um, you know, of this family trying dealing with the cartel. Um, that's kind of the whole the whole thing of the show. Mm-hmm. And um, just some there was a lot of good performances in the first season. So I think that was the main thing I was looking for. Um, and I always kind of appreciate the pacing of uh, Ozark um, compared to some other dramas. I feel like Ozark does a really good job of doing well with their time, which doesn't always happen. And I think like we've talked about this before, but having only 10 episodes, I think sometimes that helps with your story arcs because you know what you're doing 
from beginning to end a lot of the times whereas if you have like more episodes than that sometimes i feel like they waste time just to fill the time you know what i was actually ranting about this on twitter just <laughs> oh, really? the other day yeah everyone should follow me at the insane robin um to hear for, some, rant, for yeah. some of these primo rants <laughs> <coughs> excuse me um i was ranting about it i was saying i was like i would much rather have a three to four episode season than eight ten or thirteen if you're gonna waste half of the episodes yeah. And do you know what prompted that tweet? No, I can't. I don't know. Sharp Objects. Oh. That was the other show that <laughs> yes, we watched that's right. since we didn't record last week. Yes. We finished Sharp Objects and... We watched week to week with that one. We did. We did. It's on HBO. We watched it week to week. We didn't binge it. We didn't wait till it was done. Right. And it's starring Amy Adams and it involves... Um, I think we did talk about it before. We did. And it involves self-harm, but that's just like a small aspect of it. And... Uh, we love Amy Adams. Yes. And we liked Gillian Flynn's Gone Girl novel as well as movie. Yes. We didn't really like the Charlize Theron Dark Places. Right. And you read Dark Places and I read Dark Places. I read Sharp Objects and told you it wasn't worth your time. Right. And I think by the end you decided that Sharp Objects, the miniseries, was not worth your time. No, the first thing out of my <laughs> mouth. The first thing out of my mouth. Like you have the closing phrase, which we're not going to tell you, and then the credits. And I was just like... Well, that wasn't worth it. Yeah. You were just like, no. That's a horrible thing to think and yeah. say after you just finish a show. Now, that was only eight episodes, correct? Yes. I said, yes, that was only eight episodes. And what those eight episodes proved to me is that it would have made a very interesting 90-minute to 120-minute <laughs> movie. Yes, it would have. Absolutely. Like, there's a lot you could have probably cut out. I mean, yes, you'd be sacrificing some of the character development, but they drove it home hard. So I feel like... A 90-minute movie probably would have been appropriate. Even though Gone Girl was a great two-hour and 15-minute movie, that was packed to the brim with content, and it was paced very well. I could see Gone Girl becoming a miniseries way more than Sharp Objects. Yeah, I could too. There is so much more content in the book because you have two people's perspective. Right. Perspectives. Yeah. And, uh, and so you have a lot more content i could even see it broken up that way yeah where maybe episode one uh you get the like uh, each chapter yeah yeah like mm -hmm. each like well, maybe not necessarily well, like i'm saying chapter. like you know chap each chapter was like a different person's perspective mm -hmm. so i feel like you have that Amy one probably, week then yeah. Nick the next week something exactly, like that exactly but sharp objects oh man i kind of want to write that now like <laughs> even though we got a great movie i want to i want to see that version wait a couple decades maybe. yeah that's right yeah not even um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, I thought there was really good performances in it, um, but I still felt the same way. I think it's it's just the content that they're given was, I just don't really like the story. So I feel yeah. like that's, and I think the pacing of the book and Sharp Objects, the miniseries, was just really poor. It was so utterly poor. Yeah. You're absolutely right, because they wasted so much time on character building and mm -hmm. I'm not trying to sound like some sort of Luddite where I was just like, oh, just give me the action, give me the explosions. No. We love character building. You got to have character building. You got to have world building. You got to have um, explanation. You got to exposition. But when you have just nonstop character building, I think you even said by like the fifth episode, we get it. We know who these characters are. We Something know their motivations. Something has to happen per yeah. episode. There were certain, like, I think there was like a solid three episodes where I was like, so nothing happened again each time. I was like, oh, so nothing happened again. And that's why I almost stopped the book like three times because And it was in those same happened. spots, yes, I think you said. Yes, I was like, oh my gosh, it's still nothing's happening. So I went online to complain, which is apparently what I do on Twitter now. Apparently. Um, that's what you do on the internet. Oh, you just okay. go online and complain about right, movies and just, things like okay. that. Someone will listen. <laughs> Uh, but I found somebody else like when the it's an eight episode series. And so when the sixth episode finished, I went online and tracked the hashtag and somebody said, oh, so I guess all they're saving all of the plot and action for the <laughs> last two episodes. Yeah. And, and yeah, it wasn't even till the last episode where you got say. some progression. And even then you're like, this was not the payoff I was hoping for. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Even so, though I, I guessed some things wrong. I did. I totally guessed some things wrong. It, yeah, you did. It was still not a big enough surprise where I'm just like, ugh. Like you didn't, you didn't realize who did it, did it. Mm -hmm. But I think if you were to go back and watch, like through my eyes, when I knew who did it, 
it's so obvious <laughs> the entire way through that I was just like, it was almost like painfully obvious to me. And also, I don't know, like there was a behind the scenes thing that we watched. It was only like two minutes. And it was from the creator and uh, sometimes director of the show. And I feel like he hinted to a season two, not directly, but indirectly hinted to more story to tell. And we really don't need to see that story. We don't need to see that story. And just like, and that's the thing is that after watching Big Little Lies on HBO. Yeah. Like Which that, I think you also didn't feel like was worth the time. I, no, I wouldn't go no? that far. Okay. No, I look back on that fondly mm, thinking, okay. no, no, no. I, okay. I remember telling right. people that it's worth watching. Okay. Um, but like that one, everybody loved Big Little Lies. Everybody yeah, was talking I mean, about the star it. star power in that is amazing. And that's the thing is that like nobody's talking about sharp objects. <laughs> everybody was talking about Big Little Lies. And we even thought Big Little Lies does not need a season it two. It doesn't. The, fir- the first season was the novel. Same with sharp objects. Mm-hmm. We don't need seasons twos. But we're definitely getting one with, with with Big Little Lies. Will we get one with Sharp Objects? I guess only time will tell. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on from that. Oh. So Ozark? Ozark season yeah. two. So what, what were you expecting? What I was expecting, you know what? I don't even know what I was expecting because I feel like the the problem with Ozark is that it doesn't stick with you. And mm. it doesn't stick with the people's consciousness. I think while I'm watching Ozark, I'm like, this is good. This is solid television. This is great performances. These are understated performances. This is an intricate plot without being too confusing or overly convoluted like Westworld. Yeah. But obviously it's no Westworld, but it's a, it is so complicated, but straightforward. And that's hard to do. And Jason Bateman deserves all the awards. He's such a great actor in this show. And, but once you're done watching it, you stop thinking about it. And I haven't talked to anyone out in the world at around the water cool water cooler or online about Ozark. And Interesting. I think there's only one friend of mine, um, Craig Sorrell, who hosts Words with Nerds. He he and I are the only one that ta- ones that talk about Ozark. And he likes it just as much as I do. And I think it's that's solid. a big problem. It's, it's solid. It's a solid show. But you know, I will agree with you because Going into season two, I had to watch a recap. We didn't have time to watch season one again. Um, and I had to watch a recap. And there were certain things that happened in season two that I was like, wait, wait, wait. What happened season one? Because you, when you watch something one time, you have this amazing ability just to remember it. Mm-hmm. And I don't. Like, I have to watch things multiple times to remember them um, in that medium. <laughs> and, you know, like, it is a solid show, but I will agree with you that there are a lot of things that you just forget. You're just like, I forgot about that. And I don't know what that is. I, I feel like it is not a show you go and evangelize. No. Like when you were watching Breaking Bad or Westworld, yeah. you couldn't wait to go and talk to your friends about what happened that week. Now, this, this may- is a streaming. Maybe Ozark should be a show that re- is released week to week. Maybe. To, to kind yeah, of generate that maybe. buzz. maybe. That is possible. Yeah, I mean, they're like, Laura Linney and Jason Bateman do an amazing job in it. And, like, I'm not necessarily like, oh, Jason Bateman's an amazing actor. But in this, he really is. He's a great actor in this, this show. Um, and even, like, the ensemble characters, like the character of Ruth, mm-hmm. um, she's amazing in it. And actually, like, when we first started watching it in season one, I was like, oh, I don't like this character of Ruth. Well, she turns out to be like the most interesting character in the whole series, um, especially in season two. How do you feel about her arc in season two? I liked it. I liked it. Do you, do you not like it? I thought it was a little forgettable. I thought it was... Oh. I felt like she was a character who was... In season one, she was searching for meaning. She was searching for purpose and kind of found it mm-hmm. and then flourished and then had to decide about her relationship with... Um, with Marty. And in season two, I felt like she was a character who was searching for purpose and kind of found it and <laughs> flourished and then was trying to decide on her relationship with Marty. So I felt like it was kind of redundant. I don't know if I made that I, clear. I, <laughs> I guess you're right. I, I would agree. Like when you put it that way, yes, you're right. But I guess I just enjoy that story. I, en- but, I enjoy But it her. is repetitive. I wanted something a little different. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get something different with season three, especially with how her relationship with her father went down. 
and and everything like that because i that's one thing i did enjoy was the competing father figure um trope in her mind like it, it was just like okay is my father still my father or is marty kind of my father figure what's going on right. both are dismissive right yeah one i have history but one i have future right you know what's, right. what's going on that is here? interesting yeah um i think that for me i actually enjoyed season two more than season one mm. um because i felt like we didn't need to like get to know the characters because we already knew the characters and we knew where they were in their state of life and everything and all the chaos that was going on with the cartel and everything. So it was kind of nice just to like pick up with them. So we didn't have to like say, Hey, this is Marty and he's from Chicago. Like we already knew all that information. And I liked the fact that every single episode in season two, I felt like was not wasted. That is a hard mark to uh, to get to. Like that, that is a hard benchmark because almost every single show, especially modern shows, mm-hmm. will at least have one episode in the middle that wastes time. Yes, I mean, like Stranger Things had at least one. They had a couple that uh, yeah. that was a waste of time. Westworld had several. Um, I'm blanking on like every every show has some wasteful episodes. Yeah, and this one. I ne- I ne- not only was there not a waste of episodes, I felt like 95% of every episode was needed. Like yeah. that every scene yeah. was there. And I feel like the side storylines of like the different characters that, you know, kind of cross paths with the Bird family, I felt like each side character, they had a payoff in, in some way, shape or form that mm-hmm. affected the Bird family or affected the business or something like that. So... I really appreciated the pacing a lot in this show. There was one ep- like there was one episode intro that I really enjoyed and I, I, I enjoyed the pacing because they went backwards. They Tarantinoed it. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> and it For like was, one hour ago. It was yeah, it was yeah. like one hour ago, three hours ago, three days ago, four days ago, five nights ago, something right, like that. Right. And it was uh, it was very much like Breaking Bad. I'm pretty sure we saw something like this in Breaking Bad. Yeah, I think so. Where they backtracked drugs. And it was somebody had an overdose and then they go backwards and you see that person take the drugs. Then you go backwards, you see that person buy the drugs. You go backwards and you see the dealer get the drugs from his distributor. Then you see where the distributor got his drugs, you know, from the cartel and where the cartel got it and everything like that. And so that was super interesting. And it's, you know, they're they're not afraid to try new things Mm -hmm. that's different from the show. Like in one episode, we have an intro where we see from somebody's past back in the 60s. Yeah. And we never really saw that before. That's true. In these like we've never gone back that far in Ozark. Yeah. And I'm I very much applaud shows that will, are willing to try little different things like that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I think the thing with me is that the reason why I'm giving so much praise to Jason Bateman, even though I felt like even even though he's the lead, he's mm-hmm. the male lead. Yeah. Cuz it's very much Laura Lenny and Jason Bateman, not either yes. or. Yes. Yes. I felt like he didn't have as many chances to shine as he did in the first season. Am I wrong in that? No, I think you're right. But I think when he did have moments, they were meaningful. Mm-hmm. So like they were, you know, we we're talking about like dramatic moments of, you know, acting, you know, like when you're really getting in the meat of the character. I feel like we didn't have, like there was a lot of just Marty doing his job in right. the season right? and kind of letting the other characters take over. But in the same respect, when we did, like, get to the heart of who Marty was and, like, what affected him, it was very powerful and meaningful. So I kind of liked it because I was, like, he doesn't, even though he's the star of a show, it doesn't mean that he has to have, like, the spotlight constantly. Mm -hmm. Um, So I liked that a lot. Okay. And I felt like I also got into, like, the head of the other characters more, whereas I felt like I was very concerned mainly with Marty the first season. I feel like this was very much Laura Linney's season. Yes, it did feel that way. There was a lot mm-hmm. of focus on her character and her growth and yeah. her change, her arc. And it kind of felt like House of Cards sped up. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Where in season one, it's Jason Bateman's character and you know his rise and fall and rise again in the right. criminal underworld and what's he going to do, how he's going to save his family. And Laura Linney was just kind of reacting to that. Mm-hmm. And in season two, Laura Lenny was more proactive and she had to be because 
Marty, like Jason Bateman's character, was so busy reacting to everybody else. And they even made a comment about that in the show. Like, character Buddy, who lives in their basement, was Mm -hmm. saying, you need to stop reacting to everybody else's actions and start acting yourself. Right. And that was such a powerful moment because it was so honest to what the character was going through. And as the audience, you may not have realized it, but it made you, like, beforehand you didn't realize it, but it made you stop and think, like, yeah, he is. Like, he's the victim of circumstance, even though he put himself in that circumstance, he's mm-hmm. a victim of it, and he's not fighting hard enough to get out of it. Just He's just fighting to continue. And I felt like, you know, this at the end of season one, Laura Linney has the choice to take the fake identities and go, or go back. And I felt like, since she decided to stay with Marty, mm-hmm. she was 100% in. Like, that was her turning point where she decided, like, if we're doing this, I'm 100% involved. Mm -hmm. Like, I am equally involved now. It was almost like a more badass and more all-in, 100% version of Skylar from Breaking Bad. Yeah. Like, in with with Skylar from Breaking Bad, she's just kind of like, okay, I'm trapped in this situation. Right. I'm going to do my best so that you don't get arrested or I don't get arrested. I hate what you're doing. But I'm going to do it anyway. Laura Lenny was just like, I'm good at this. Exactly. She like finds pride in it. She's mm-hmm. like, I'm good and it feels good when I do this. Yeah. And so if I'm not going to have purpose in anything else, then right. I'm going to find purpose in this. Yeah. I thought that was a very interesting arc for her without being Macbethian. Yes. I, I get that. You know? I get that. Like yeah. without being Lady Macbeth. Yeah. And uh, that's that's a hard line. It is. That's a hard line to walk. I really appreciate about this show that um, the casting of women are mature actresses who are such badasses. Like the lawyer was a really cool badass character. The moment she came on screen, I think I even said it out loud. Like when as soon as her yeah. first scene was finished, and the, the the cartel's lawyer came into the show, I was like. I like her. Yeah, exactly. And even um, Darlene, she's creepy, weird, and is it isn't it Darlene? Wait, who who are you talking about? The, Which one's um, Darlene? Snell. Oh, the Snell, Darlene. Yeah, oh, Darlene. okay, yeah, Jacob's, yeah, Jacob's wife. Yeah. yeah, and she's this like crazy, weird, interesting character, and she's detestable but interesting. Oh yeah, um, it was yeah. It's just one of those things where I like you see these like le- the lead leading women of the show, and, and Ruth, you know, she's younger. But they're like very interesting, well-developed actresses and characters. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like we're not just like, you know, picking like the prettiest young thing off the street. We're picking actresses who have some. Gravitas. Like, yeah, they do. They have really great acting skills. And this, this, I need to learn her name. I need to learn the, um, the actress's name, but. The way that her, like the way that she wore her suit, the way that her hair was done, the way that she, her face, the way that the she liar. held herself. Yeah. The moment she walks in, in the, into the camera's frame, she commands that scene. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what her character is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And the actress pulls it off flawlessly. Yeah. I mean, you, she's a represent, she's a representative of the cartel, but she might as well be the cartel mm-hmm. because of From how, our perspective, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, I I enjoyed this season. I enjoyed it too. I don't know if I was like you where I enjoyed it more than season really? one. I feel like okay. season two was the most consistent of the two seasons. Okay. Most consistently good. But I feel like season one had way more whoa moments for me. Okay. Do you think it's because they focus more on Marty's character? Probably. Okay. I think there was there were certain situations. I that, like Laura Linney's season. That surprised you more with Marty. Or where I love seeing Jason Bateman like really act and pull it out. Like there was um, in the first episode, the very first episode of season one, there is a moment where, uh, and I'm not spoiling anything here, where Marty's um, partner is killed right in front of him and Marty thinks he's going to die. Now we all know that Marty's not going to die, but he thinks he's going to die. Like truly and honestly going to die. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's able to talk himself. He's able to talk himself out of the situation. And in that moment, there's very few moments I think in a person's entertainment life where you witness something and you don't see acting 
you see oh. an actual scene take place. Yeah, I get you, that. Yeah, the, you you lose, you forget that you're watching something. Right. Actually, actually, for me, it's not so much I forget I'm watching something. I'm so taken aback where I will actually think this is real. Mm. Like this is too good. This is too accurate. There was actually, um, I think there was another time when I had that that feeling was in. This is going to sound silly, but in Captain Phillips, the Tom Hanks oh, film. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like at the very end when he's rescued and he's in shock. And the EMTs are looking at him and like diagnosing him mm-hmm. and telling him what to do. Tom Hanks' acting was phenomenal, and you actually believe that he was going through what he was going through. And also, the EMTs were so good that I looked them up, and they were actual EMTs. Okay, like they hired them. They, they were, and you're like, oh, that is real. <laughs> they were military EMTs, and they told him they're like, just do your thing, just react to Tom Hanks. Interesting. And that's what they did. They treated it like a real situation, and it felt real. And so I. I got that with Jason Bateman in a uh, a cartel murder situation. I don't think that they called the real cartel. I hope not. Out. Yeah. I hope not. Yeah. Because Netflix might be in uh, hot water That's for that right. one. That's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, I think that there were a lot of wow moments in, in season one. But I guess for me, I felt like it was a little bit messier. Um, I get that. With the side storylines. And it, like I didn't care as much about like... The preacher storyline was like one storyline. Mm-hmm. You know, the Ruth storyline was one, and Rachel's, yeah, and then the, like the the uncle storyline. There was like too many, whereas I felt like they really were more concise with this season. And any side storylines, like I said before, had to do came full circle. So I liked that about this season. There was um, Rachel's storyline when I first saw Rachel come onto the screen. I immediately said out loud, "I don't care." I don't care about this character. Mm. Just get rid of her. We don't need to see her again. She rode off into the sunset. Move on. But immediately after that, they gave her reason. They gave her purpose. And it was legitimate purpose. It was a legitimate storyline. It was interesting. And it was interesting. And so I was just like, okay, I'm sorry that I judged you too harshly. Right, right. And I think that they did the same thing with the... um, the FBI agent's character too, whereas like, yeah. you know, season one, I didn't really care about his character too much, but this season he definitely had purpose and you could see him just like struggling to get Marty, like to get what he needed um, to get Marty in trouble, you know, to, mm-hmm. to arrest him. And it was interesting to see that journey as well. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Did you see the end of his storyline coming? Like, did no, I didn't. I didn't either. That no. was quite a surprise. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't once the scene started. Right, right. But, but it was I was surprised we got there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so would you recommend season two to people? Oh, who yeah, would, absolutely. And I, you know, if you haven't watched, you know, Ozark, I it's a really, I think it's a good binge watch if, if you're interested. It is. It's a solid sure show yeah if like you're in a show show. hole (laughs) going and watch it oh speaking of show holes and something that we didn't mention at the beginning of the episode something that definitely filled that void in our lives everyone like we have we watch our dramas we watch our sci-fi we watch our serious stuff um but there's so many times when we will need something to wind down with yes whether we're sick or not feeling well or it's the end of the night we're a little tired we're like we can't watch anything that we need to focus on let's just watch something stupid silly mm-hmm. and we were kind of we were tired of re-watching everything yeah and so we're just like okay we've tried community mm-hmm. a couple times before because people won't shut up about it right because everyone talks about how great community is even though it got canceled or and, and almost got canceled tons of times we tried it for a few episodes like three episodes at a time and just didn't grab us like but years ago years ago yeah and both you and i were like okay we're gonna watch as much of season one as we can right to see if we can r- it really grabs us yes and it did it did yeah and i think like this is again we've talked about this before but it's almost like you have to be like, okay, I'm going to give this a shot. 
like we're going to watch season one season one, and then we can judge from there like we don't have to watch season two but we're gonna watch season one and yeah we fell in love with it for sure there are certain shows when you watch the first episode you immediately know not for me right this is not my show I don't need to watch a second episode. I don't need to watch a third episode. This is just not a show that is for me. And then there are other shows where you watch three episodes and you're just like, eh, it's not really grabbing me. Right. And I think those shows, you need to log away in your brain and go back to them every once in a while and try yeah. them again because there's so- We're guilty of that. We're 100%. so guilty of that, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Because- recently like the two last comedies that we've absolutely fallen head over heels for has been brooklyn 99 and community yeah it's true and they kind of both have the same troubled past of almost getting canceled and then yep. moving networks and apparently like the last year of community was just on yahoo online i read oh that i somewhere. didn't realize that i didn't realize that either <laughs> i might be getting that fact wrong but it's something like that okay where it wasn't broadcast. It was just oh, online. Man. And that no, and that was, bef- I don't know if that was before things like that were happening. I don't know. Uh, but both of those shows we tried for a long time. But there's something about where you are in your life or what kind of frame of mind you're in. Yeah. And it's just kind of interesting. So like even though this is so, this is old news to most of you who are listening. Yes. What grabbed you about community once you were, wh- actually let me, let me rephrase it. When did you know you were in? Can you remember? um like a hundred percent in probably paintball yeah right yeah that's yeah i think i was in a little bit sooner you probably were i mean not that i didn't like the characters but when i was like yeah i really like this show it was definitely paintball i mean it's hilarious how they treat the community college like a high school like a crazy boarding school high school essentially that has dances and (laughs) like like i love you do dioramas oh yeah you do dioramas for class and just the idea of um you know, like the pillow fort episode or, you know, like, you know, the one where everything's hot lava, like those episodes were j- are just so charming. Mm-hmm. And also all their genre episodes are were just, um, I love those. Where they would try a new yes. style where one would be like an, a documentary style like Ken Burns. Yes. One would be like an, an action movie. One would be and a sci-fi. And it worked. Like it, post-apocalyptic yes, in one. Yes. Yeah. It was just so fun. Um, I think that's the thing about the show is like it doesn't take itself seriously at all. It knows what it is. They even like break the fourth wall occasionally and like just straight up say what, you know. Um, I think also one of our favorite episodes was um, The Death of Pierce. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was absolutely that was, amazing. That was like we, we like could not stop laughing during that episode. I actually kind of equated community with Lost. So if you guys have never seen it, um, it's kind of like Lost for me where like the first three seasons yes. are absolutely amazing solid storytelling great character moments yeah really funny and then you have season four five and six which are very much lesser seasons very much very much lesser very seasons. clearly lesser inferior but within those last three seasons you have some of the best episodes of community it's true like some of the most memorable funniest moments yeah but overall yes. a weak season yes absolutely um yeah i love the characters um and their their interactions with one another um yeah i I think that's definitely an ensemble show 100 percent. one thing that was really interesting in watching it as fast as we did because we watched it very very fast fast. and very hard it was like maybe two weeks something like that we watched six seasons in two weeks (laughs) um it was interesting because they clearly were setting up britta to be the oh female gosh. lead. Oh my gosh, seriously, like the hot girl. Like the quote-unquote hot girl opposite Joel McHale. And uh, and as the show goes on, you see the character of Annie played by, what's her name? Oh, crap. <laughs> I'm completely blanking on her name. Brie. Um, Brie? Brie Allison, Allison Brie? Allison so. Brie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Allison Brie, who, who was, on, was Mad on Mad Men and yeah. is now on Glow Whoa. on Netflix. And she, her popularity skyrocketed because of Mad Men and because of other things and other movies and, and, and everything like that. And also the fans were gravitating more towards Annie than Britta. And so you started seeing way more storylines with Annie oh, than Britta. Yeah. And also you started seeing way more sexual chemistry between Joel McHale and Annie. Yes. But the th- problem is, is that they set up Britta and, and Joel McHale as equals 
And Annie was supposed to be 18 right. when the show started, but they could not deny the chemistry between these two actors. And so they tried to kind of fudge it or make the line. excuses for it yeah. or sometimes just straight up bring it head on like, you're too young for me, but let's see where this goes. Right. Yeah. It was so interesting to see that. And you kind of felt bad for the character of Britta because you were like, you were... Like when you signed up for this, you were like supposed to be the hot girl. And I mean, not that she's not attractive oh, or anything yeah. like that, yeah, yeah. but it's just like she definitely had less going on in her storylines than than Alison Brie and towards also, the end there. You, you have Shirley, who yeah. is played as the the older mom. And she's then, the same age. But she's the same age as Joel McHale. And it just goes to show of the inherent misogyny when it comes to uh, men of a certain age and women of a certain age. And right. they kind of point that out oh, yeah. later on in the show where Shirley starts reminding everyone, uh, I'm the same age as Jeff. <laughs> like, exactly, exactly. Like, why am I always the old wise mom? Right, right. It is like, I I really loved, um, okay, so like what really killed the show though, I feel like is the fact that like uh, Troy and Abed for me was the real reason why you watch that show. Yeah. And once that friendship was over because Troy Donald left, Lover. yeah, Donald he Lover left, left. Yeah. then poor Abed didn't have anything really to do. They, I mean, they tried, but there, that chemistry was just, that was lightning in a bottle. Yeah. So I felt like that's kind of what killed the show. I think, I, I think that was the, the show was dying. And yes, because they were, I feel like they were running out of ideas. They were repeating themselves a lot. But then Chevy Chase left because of comp, like hard times on the set. Like he was a jerk to people. He yeah. didn't like the writing, and the the writers didn't like him. So he left, and like he made a jerk of himself. And I think he even used a racial epithet. Is that the right word? A racial slur on the on set. And they like like you're gone. And then um, and then uh, Donald Glover left. Uh, because he's just like I'm kind of done. Mm-hmm. Like I need to go on and do other things. And then he went. He went. He went on to win Grammys and Emmys. Right. And, and just like this guy is totally flourishing, being movies. Right. Like he's a star. Right. And he left at the right time. He knew it was time for him to leave. Uh-huh. And then so, soon after that, Shirley left. Right. I feel like Pierce leaving Chevy Chase. Everybody's kind of like, eh, that's fine. Let's let's right. move on. Um, Donald Glover leaving, we're just like, oh man, I don't know if we'll be able to make it. And exactly. then Shirley left, and you're just like, well, well now the go. group's gone. The group's gone. Yeah. And they try to like fill in with the Dean and Chang. And it was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We didn't, I, we really enjoyed it and we stuck it out. Like, but man, the last season there, we were having a hard time. It's true. Like, we season were, six. we were like, we're going to do it because we came this far, but man. And it was a half rough. season, too, for a yeah. sitcom. It was only 13 episodes. Yeah. I think the last three seasons were only 13 each. That's right. And the last they season, felt it season long. six, was just, come yeah. on, guys. Let's, it let's, was rough. Yeah. It was very rough, but we really enjoyed it. So if you have not watched it, you should. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, we're trying not to go to too many specifics no. uh, because we just don't I mean, have the time. I mean, this is stuff you, should, you know, too. Like, yeah, you know, like, yeah. It, like, came, like it came out years ago. The, like yes. the final season was six years ago or right. something like that. <laughs> this is old. Um, but one thing that we, we want to talk about before we leave is the pilot for Jack Ryan. Oh, yeah. Because that came out this weekend. That came out at the same time as Ozark. We chose to do Ozark first yes we're you know because we were fans of that first we were like well what do we want to watch first let's watch ozark yeah yeah Yeah. but we love john krasinski john krasinski is great for obvious reasons yes he's ripped he (laughs) it's so true okay so like john krasinski (laughs) who many know as jim from the office and he will forever be known as jim from the office i just still see him as jim Let's a ripped Jim. everybody else does too (laughs) so he was actually okay with that he was in a movie um called crap a quiet place no 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 no, no. <laughs> it was it was a michael bay film about benghazi i think and it was assault something i don't know i cannot remember the life of me so, uh, hour 13 i don't know um but he got ripped for that film like he played like a navy seal or something like that and so he needed to get ripped and like that is when people were like holy crap we did not know that krasinski could be this huge and so he's kept that ever since and for some reason, studios absolutely love 
showing off old comedic ass- actors who get ripped in them shirtless. Like, there was no reason to see John Krasinski shirtless in this episode, but yet we did. <laughs> well, why not? There's no reason not to, <laughs> I think is more the question. Um, yeah, so he's Jack Ryan. He's Okay, yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's the first thing we talk about is yeah, how ripped he is. Yeah. Uh, he's very was, attractive. Uh, very attractive. He's He's got that kind, goobery face, but yet... <laughs> Um, he's like a, a rocking bot. It was really funny because he's laying in bed, staring at the ceiling, no shirt. And I think I said out loud, "Good lord!" You like, did. It's just like that's ridiculous. And I was like, "Well, I was thinking it, but I wasn't gonna say it." <laughs> no one has any business being that ripped. <laughs> like you don't need to lift that much. Just get <laughs> before a fr- you go to bed. <laughs> yeah, get a friend to move your couch. You don't need to do it by yourself. Um, but yeah, so Jack Ryan. For those of you who don't know or don't remember, Jack, Jack Ryan is a Tom Clancy character from a series of novels back in the day, and it was made into a series of movies. Like uh, uh, Alec Baldwin played him in Hunt for Red October. Her- Harrison Ford. <sighs> We're not talking about that. Um, and Harrison Ford played him in Patriot Games, then Clear and Present Danger. I like those. And then fast forward a couple years, and you have uh, Ben Affleck play Jack Ryan in Some of All Fears with Morgan Freeman. And then you have Chris Pine who played him, and I think the movie was called Jack Ryan. Never saw it. I, yeah, we didn't see that. Never, never yeah. saw that one. I think I own it, but we've never seen it. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and so he was kind of dormant for a while because some of all fears was supposed to kick off a new franchise with Ben Affleck, didn't happen. Chris Pine was supposed to, you know, kick off a new franchise with that character, didn't happen. And so they're like, screw this, let's do something else, let's try a TV show. Mm-hmm. And so this is very much this is Paramount trying to get into prestige television, like Paramount just launched a new network and they had a couple a handful of shows come out one that looked god awful that actually started a campaign where people said uh don't watch this show really because it was so horrible i what? won't get into it but like what? there was a lot of political like there was a lot of stuff that was just wrong like what what show i can't remember it was like uh uh heathers it was heathers the tv show oh and they were trying to spin it on its head where oh. it was the popular girl like the nerds were the popular girls or the popular people. So like you could be gay and obese and this and that and be like the popular mean people. Okay. And the way that they were portraying it was just ridiculous and just vulgar Mm. and totally missed the point. They were completely trying too hard to make it different versus get to the point of Heathers. Right. Exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. And so like I saw an extended trailer of it and I could barely watch the extended trailer. Mm. And then there was like a Kevin Costner show that I think people were like, oh, OK, you know, that's that's nice. All right. So th- but they did. <laughs> they did not make the splash that they wanted to with the launch of their television network. And so they made Jack Ryan to put it on Prime, which would definitely reach way more people than on their on their network. Sure. And they put so much money into their advertising. <laughs> I mean, like there was a promoted hashtag on Twitter. I saw it on Instagram. Like Instagram ads were coming up. TV ads were coming up. I saw billboards, like website ads. It was all over They want the you to place. watch this show. They want you to watch this show. So um, this, this story takes place where it's Jack. Like Jack is an analyst. Like the whole shtick is Jack is just an analyst, right? You know, but he gets thrown into these action type scenarios. And the well, and he's also he was a marine, so yeah, he exactly. does have like skills. He can he can still like kick ass. It's just he's an analyst now. Yeah, and, yeah. He, and he's and he's John. He's buff John Krasinski, right, so you know, exactly. he can take care of himself. Right. Um, but yeah, the, that's the whole thing. Is like I'm just an analyst. I can't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is him early in his career. Like he's been an analyst for like three or four years, something right, like that. Right. And that's it. Like we, like in the movies, we see him where he's just like he's established in his career. People respect him. They know what right. he's doing. This this is before all of that. Mm-hmm. What did you What did you think of the first episode? It felt very nineties, and I can't tell yeah. if it was because of the soundtrack. Or... The, sound, the soundtrack was very 1990s yes. montage music. But it was very well shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I like John Krasinski. Um, it wasn't like, oh, I can't wait to watch the next episode after watching the pilot. But, or the first episode. Um, it said it was a pilot. It was? So they, so they oh, had to okay. sell it. They oh, had to sell the this show. Was the, this was a selling episode. Yeah. Okay. Um, they obviously put a lot of money into it. I mean, 
crazy sets and yeah, there's explosions. A big, there's a big action sequence at the right. end with a lot of explosions and everything like right. that. So you see them. And that's the thing with the pilot mm. is that you got to show the yes. investors that you use their money right. wisely. Yes. Um, so I'm wondering how it'll go from here because I wonder if every episode will have like big explosions or we'll have more analyzing. I don't think I think every... we'll have more analyzing in the future episodes, which is okay. It's fine by me. Um, if you make it interesting, right? And it and it's now in modern times, so they had to change things because you know, like day. it was more Cold War Soviets stuff going on, and when we were back in the day with Jack Ryan, or in the novels, right? Yeah, in the novels. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, now it's taking place in modern day, so it's all about Middle Eastern right, stuff. Right. So like the first episode of Yemen and stuff. Yemen, like that. Lebanon. Yeah. Yes. Um. So I'm not like super jazzed, but at the same time, we'll watch it. Yeah, it's only eight episodes. Yeah, and so I like that. I like that. So I don't. At, at this point, I'm kind of like you, where I'm just like, it's not bad. It's not blowing my skirt up, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's enough to move forward. Oh yeah, it's enough to see where it's going. Absolutely. And if each show, if each episode moves me along, even if they're just okay, but it interests me to move along, then that's okay. But if by like episode four, I'm just not feeling it. I would not feel bad. Sad, yeah. Feel bad stopping. Yeah, I I feel the same way. I also, I mean, I know this is shameless, but I I wouldn't mind a little Jim in my my uh in him like in, in this you character. A little bit more Jim. Yeah, in the character. like I wouldn't mind that. Like he doesn't have to Jeez. be super serious for me, and I still would buy it. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I I think <laughs> I think John Krasinski is naturally that way, so I think it will pop out every <laughs> now and sure. again. Uh, sure. There is one thing though. That I was just, I rolled my eyes so hard, I almost snapped my retinas in half. Oh, my. Was when he I goes, he meets his future wife at a party. And this is a party like this. They're in D.C. It's across the lake. And um, this is the first episode. This is in the first episode. He's at the party. And like fans of the of the novels and the movies know that he just met his future wife. It's yeah, because no you know the name. Like you yeah. know who he married. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not spoiling anything here. But he meets his future wife at this party. And all of a sudden, a helicopter, uh, a Coast Guard helicopter comes out of nowhere and flies super low at the party. And then it lands, like this is in the trailer, so I'm not ruining anything for you guys. And it lands at the party and then some Coast Guard comes up and says like, Dr. Ryan, are you Dr. Ryan? We need you, like we need to get you to the airport right away. And then one other person says, I've been instructed to drive your car to the apartment. Give, Give me your keys. And he's like, oh, okay. And then like, it's really... It's real. The scene exists so that he so that he impresses this pretty girl, right? right. And so he hops into the plane, and, I'm and he me, hasn't and planned it. He has not planned it, and so he hops into the helicopter, and the helicopter takes him to a private airfield, and he sees his boss there, and his boss is like, "We got to get to Yemen," mm-hmm. and so they're on a private plane. It the like I said, the entire scene was structured to just impress this girl right and, and he just gotten done saying he was boring yeah and he yeah. just got done saying i'm really boring i don't i have a really boring job i'm just an analyst right exactly. and then all of a sudden this helicopter comes out of nowhere and picks him up right. that's the entire reason for the scene this is what bothers me is that they were going to a private airfield the private plane flies up there's not a schedule you can fly off anytime they're in control of when the private plane you know takes off yes um Depending on where he was in the Washington D.C. area, judge, like it would take him around maybe forty-five minutes to an hour to get to the airport <laughs> from driving. No one tried contacting him on a cell phone. No one called him. No one called him saying, "Hey, how fast can you get over here?" <laughs> no one said, "Hey, there's a helicopter coming to pick you up. Get to a safe area." None of that happened. It was all grand stuff, and it just like it, no, it, that Very would not dramatic. happen. That is such a waste of resources. Just to get your analyst to the airfield. That's right. Because from like just to make him look again. From flying from <laughs> DC to Yemen, that's a long ass flight. That is an extra forty five minutes is not going to make or break <laughs> this situation. That really bothered you. It really bothered me. Yeah. It really did. It did. Now there's. I know I've been talking for a long time, but there's one other thing that I'm sensitive to. I can watch war violence mm-hmm. no no big deal i'm sensitive like anybody else like you know like i don't want to see senseless violence right but like if i'm watching a world war ii movie or a civil war movie or something like that like i can connect to it because it's our country's history but the problem with modern day warfare is that it's our country's present and 
I'm able to disconnect myself a little bit because I'm like, this is historical. You know, like I understand that, you know, in World War II, we win, the Allies win. In Civil War, the North wins. It's okay. Mm-hmm. These, this loss of life was not senseless and meaningless. And even though this is a fictional account, of course, it's right, fiction. Right. Seeing modern day warfare in the Middle East just makes me realize we have men and women over there right now mm-hmm. and they're going through this kind of thing. And so it hits closer to home. It hits closer mentally, to home mentally because it's not in the distant past. It's not in the dentist's yeah. past. Din- uh, distant past. It's not right. hypothetical. It's not. It's more. It's real. It's more real. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, like I said, the situation is fiction. Right. But we have our um, our servicemen and women going through stuff like this, and so I'm just kind of like, mm. yeah, I'm not I'm not entertained. Right. It just it it just feels uncomfortable. Right. 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 And so yeah. I I kind of had a hard time connecting with that at the end. Okay. But that's just me. And then that's All not right. the show's fault. No, it's I mean it's making it relevant, which mm-hmm. is I think important. Like I think, but it probably would it be easier to watch if it was about the Cold War? Absolutely. But I think it's. I think it's bold and interesting that they're trying to make it, you know, relevant to us today, even though it is difficult to watch for just reasons. So do you recommend people see it? Oh, yeah, I think so. I mean, we've only watched one episode so far, but. Yeah, I'd say give it a shot. Why not? We're not in love with it, but it's not bad. No. So give it a shot. Judge for yourself. That's right. All right. Well, everyone, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode and go back and listen to all of our back episodes by going to thenerdparty.com. And if you want to give us a show idea or just talk to us, uh, give us some uh, uh, some uh, topics to talk about or just a general message that you want us to hear, uh, just go to thenerdparty.com slash contact, select Nerd Nuptial from the drop-down menu and fill out the form. It'll send us an email and you can find us on social media on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and everything like that. That's all located on our website. And you can find me personally at the Insane Robin on Twitter. And if you have some time, we would love for you guys to go to iTunes and give us a review. If you give us a five-star review, we will mention you on the show. I love you. I know. Scully? Yes? Marry me. I love you and I like you. I love you and I like you. I love that woman. I love her more than sharks love blood. I love you. You don't. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.